0: Hello and welcome to Metal Vice, a podcast where we talk about all things music.
1: Well, the things we care about.
0: That's right, which is mainly metal music and live music. I'm your host, Brian, joined with your other host. Karen. Uh, Karen, what is this episode
1: about? This is about the Zach Sabbath show at the Concord.
0: Yes, this is their uh, Tour Forever Forever Tour tour um tour tour tour, tour yeah <laughs> uh with the native Hal, and as you said it was at concord this was december 30th 2023 yes our last show of 2020 our last
1: show of 2023
0: um i know when we bought tickets for this i, I kind of smiled because it was gonna be our last show of the year our first show of the year was anthrax 40th anniversary with blacks not Black Sabbath, <laughs> Black <laughs> Label Society. Maybe
1: also will with Black, Sabbath.
0: Black Label Society, which is Zach's other band that he's yeah. in. Um, yeah. Zach being Zach of Zach Sabbath, uh, yeah. but Zach Wild. Yeah. Who's also in Ozzy, or was in Ozzy at one point. I think he isn't anymore. I don't honestly know if he's still touring with, well, obviously he's not touring anymore. But, yeah. Uh, longtime guitar player for Ozzy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, we had a friend, I posted on Instagram that we were going to the show, and our friend was like, oh, you start with A, and, and it was Z. Yeah,
0: happy, happy accident. There. Yeah,
1: since it was like anthrax and then Zach Sabbath.
0: <laughs> uh, tickets for this were $30 with $14.92 in fees. Pretty fucking expensive 50% fees. 50% in fees. Uh, 37 cents in tax. Five fifty of that fees, though, were for the physical ticket delivery and mailing of the tickets to us, so... Really, you're looking at, what, like, nine bucks in fees or something along those lines? Yeah. Ten bucks in fees, something like that. Uh, still pretty high, but yeah. Going into the show, you, did you know anything about Zach Sabbath?
1: No. Uh, I just assumed it was going to be Black Sabbath song.
0: Yeah, same. I remember talking to a friend a few years back, I think, when uh, Ozzy came to open air. Oh, okay. And I was talking about that, and sort of like, I'm not super excited to see Ozzy. Uh, I think he's going to be too old, and it's not going to be a good show. Turns out one of the best shows we've ever seen. Yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, Ozzy was fucking phenomenal. His voice was great. Everything was great about the show. Um, But the friend was telling me about Zach Sabbath also, about how Zach Wild goes and plays uh, Sabbath covers and just sort of a tribute band to Black Sabbath, Uh, clearly a band that heavily influenced him uh, growing up. So I I was super excited to kind of see this as well, just... You're not gonna see Black Sabbath, I don't think ever again. I don't think they're gonna be touring. I don't think they're gonna be doing shows. Um, It's it's just not gonna happen. I don't think. Yeah, I agree with you. So getting something like this, I think we brought this up during other tribute shows we've gone to see, where you know the whole point is to give a tribute to the band and people who never got to see those bands now get maybe not to see the band, but you get to see a pretty well depiction of what the band would have right. been and a performance that the band would have put on. Yeah. So with these bands like this, um, Slayer's another one that comes to mind. I don't think you're ever going to see Slayer tour again. Uh, Led Zeppelin, you know, bands like that, that they're, they're just not touring anymore. So getting these tribute bands is a great way to to, to see a show that, you, you think know,
1: Slayer's done, done?
0: I do. I do think they're done, done. Oh, okay. Um, I
1: don't know. I just had this thought that like, I don't know, five years from now, they'll be like, we're doing a reunion tour.
0: I'm pretty sure Carrie King's come out and basically said like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not bringing Slayer back or I'm not going back with Slayer. Yeah. Um, maybe it comes back a few years later, you know, sort of like the Pantera type thing where it's not everyone, Pantera for obviously reasons uh, as to why not everyone is coming back, but.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Pet's not a bad example for that. But I mean, but you know, it's one of those things where the band, yeah.
0: they, they get new members, once again, Zach, Zach Wilde coming on, yeah. um. You know, and, and touring under the name again type thing. So you, maybe you get something with Slayer, but I don't think you do. Um In any case, I, I went in knowing this was going to be like a tribute show, and I was yep. kind of super excited for it, in all honesty. Um The Native Hal, though, I had no idea what the fuck yeah, that I was.
1: So I didn't know who that was, and honestly, I didn't even like really look at our schedule to see who the band was. I just knew that there was two bands so, I didn't know anything about them.
0: Yeah, I knew there was an opener. I wasn't sure if there was going to be another opener, uh, oh. but it was just the two bands yeah. Native Hal and Zack Sabbath. Yeah. Um, which I'm okay with, honestly. It wasn't, they put on a decent set, a decent length set. For oh, Native yeah. Howl I did. mean, they
1: did 40, 40 minutes, so. Did they really? Yeah, they did. Oh, yeah.
0: okay. So, yeah, they did a pretty good yeah. f- opening set then. Better than Omni yeah. Marth got with. Yeah, and Ghost. they didn't
1: even, like, do that much. They did some crowd banter, but not that much. So, I mean, really most not, of it was clean. Oh, yeah. So, yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, they came out and they played, I guess, let's start with the, uh, set list. we did find one, uh, not much on setlist FM for them, but this one's from October 4th and the few songs I do remember are sort of what this set list was. So why don't you go ahead and read us off what they, uh, what they had.
1: Sure. So they started with can't sleep sons of destruction, harvester of constant sorrow, Waco devil. I become Pappy. And they ended with Thunderhead, which is probably about what they played.
0: Harvester of Constant Sorrow, I do remember that yeah. song. I don't remember it that early in the evening, though.
1: I don't remember it that early either. I feel like it was... A little later. A little bit later,
0: yeah. Uh, but Thunderhead was their last track. I do remember them playing that. And so, again, I it, I think this is a good mix of what we saw if it's not the exact same thing it's pretty close to what, yeah. what we ended up seeing
1: yeah i would agree there
0: um so i'll be adding this to our playlist as well but they came out and um first thing i noticed was a goddamn banjo and <laughs> an acoustic guitar yeah uh
1: that's nice that you noticed. so i couldn't see most of the show i don't know so i couldn't really see people on the stage but i could hear the banjo
0: <laughs> yeah uh, the g- acoustic guitar starts starts off with, the gu- like, it's sort of a dim light, and you just hear this acoustic guitar going. And it's like, oh, that's kind of a weird way to start um, a metal concert. But again, I don't know who this band is. Yeah. Maybe it's not metal. I don't know. But you usually don't start with an acoustic guitar bit. It's usually, you know, if you're going to have a guitar, it's definitely going to be a heavy guitar riff coming. But no, it's this is acoustic thing. It's like, all right, maybe they're going to replace that. As the night went on. Didn't really get replaced. No. <laughs> um, I think there were some good electric guitar elements, but mostly the acoustic guitar for sure. Yeah, they
1: had an electric guitar throughout um, the
0: night. And then the banjo kicked in. I was yeah. like, oh, fuck. Um, we're in for something interesting, I guess. <laughs> and it's just a four-piece band. The banjo, guitar, slash lead singer, uh, bass, and a drummer. Yeah, yeah. And it came out and was like, this is the best country music I have ever fucking heard. <laughs>
1: Well, I first texted you. I was like, "This is some knee slapping uh, ho down metal, <laughs> ho down metal." Yeah. <laughs> <Hoedown> metal. yeah. <laughs> like the, f- I wish we had more room because I honestly like I felt like it was like neat like I don't know if you know what I mean by knee slapping, but yeah. like I don't know. I was just like I felt like we need to be like doing square some dancing. dosi, yeah, like doing some dosi do and like square dancing and stuff. Like oh no, it was a lot of fun.
0: It was a lot of fun. And um, then
1: you texted back
0: best the best, um, the country, best music. country
1: music I've ever heard
0: yeah it, it did come out very country and it wasn't until halfway through the set before harvester of constant sorrow um they they brought this up before too where they're like they play a mix that they call thrash grass which is yes. a mix of thrash metal and bluegrass yes. yeah um there was a band in the mid2000s that my dad bought a CD and like brought it home or something and I think it was it was definitely a bluegrass band but I think they were playing um ACDC's Black and Black in bluegrass
1: That'd be interesting and
0: I fucking loved that the second I heard it I was like I I love this I need more bluegrass in my life I listened to it for a bit more uh, after I got introduced to that and yeah I never picked it up again since (laughs) then um (laughs) It it kind of reminds me, it's definitely like a folky style, it reminds me a little bit of Mumford and Sons to some extent, as oh, well as yeah. Avid Brothers to some extent. Yeah, somewhat. Kind of that folky, um, bluesy, old school, old school country kind of sound to me. Yeah. Um, but then definitely the thrashy and bluegrass elements come in and it's like, all right, I love this set I so loved it much. too.
1: Yeah, this is a lot of fun. Um I, I really wanted to check them out even more. Like this was just last night and this morning I already like found them on Spotify and oh, everything. Did you? Yeah, because like I I really want to check them out more.
0: Uh, another good example, I guess, Dead South. They remind me a lot of the Dead South, but heavier version of the Dead oh, South. Oh,
1: I guess I don't know that music. I don't think. Oh, uh, I played it for you a few times. Okay, but yeah. I'm sure you have. Um, it's not something that's coming to mind though.
0: Yeah, it's. I would check this out again. I'd check out Dead South. I haven't we haven't seen them live. I'd check them out, but this. These guys come back. I definitely want to check them out again. Yeah, yeah,
1: me too. Um, I was gonna make a comment on the Harvester. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. So, I can't remember exactly how this all went, but it was like it's a medley of um harvest uh Harvester of Sorrow, and then by Metallica. Yep, is that what's called the Harvester? Harvester of Sorrow. Okay, and then um, constant sorrow. Or man I am a ma- I am a, I am a man of constant sorrow by the Soggy Bottom Boys, which I know that song from. I don't know what.
0: <laughs> it's from the movie. Um, Is it oh from Brother a movie? We're Out There? Uh, <sighs> I believe that's the Coen Brothers did that movie. I don't remember that movie. And they escape from prison and they go to the uh, record guy back in like the 30s or whenever this was, right? And they're mm-hmm. going to produce a record, and the guy's like, "Give me, I'll give you five bucks for every song you write. If it's a good song, I'll give you ten bucks, type thing. Okay, per player." So the four guys come in. Uh, they found this this guitar player who sold his soul to the devil. Um, this blues magician, like sold his soul to the devil. He's with us too. Um, so they go in. Turns out the guy's blind. Who's gonna give him the money? Uh, they sing this song. I'm a man of constant sorrow. The guy goes, All right, that's uh, five bucks each. How many is in your band? And they're like, Well, there's me, the brothers, our guitar player, and then the six other guys that are with <laughs> us playing instruments. All right, here you go. So they're like just conning like George Clooney's character uh, yeah. is just like a con man who's always trying to con his way through things. Oh, um, But that's where that song came from. Oh, okay. And yeah, they were like...
1: I don't know that movie, but I know I've read that song.
0: Yeah, but they're like, this song is the perfect amalgamation of what we're trying to yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. Thrash Metal with Harvester of Sorrow and The Bluegrass with I'm a Man of Constant Sorrow. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, it's a good song to like put Harvester of Concerts, Constant Sorrow.
0: It was fine. I want to listen to it not oh, live. Oh, okay. I didn't like how it melded together Oh, live. I did. I didn't think it flowed that well at times. Oh. Other times it flowed really well, but there were like the transitions between the two songs that felt very harsh to me. I didn't oh. feel like they transitioned that well.
1: I guess I kind of liked the harsh where it's like, this is what we're doing, and now we're doing this.
0: Yeah. I I, I liked it. I don't know.
1: It's just my, I guess, my own opinion, I
0: guess. Which is fair, right? Like, I understand that approach that like, boom, here's harsh between the two styles. I would have liked a more flowy, like, oh, it, easily flowed into one one and the other um that's just my thought but i want to listen to it again not live but uh, as a recorded song and see if if that same harshness oh. comes through yeah or maybe it's just sort of a part of it being live that harshness yeah you know came through type thing yeah uh, but that was definitely one i wanted to check out again check out sure. yeah
1: and then thunderhead that they ended with um they even mentioned before they played that that uh That was the first song that they had written with this style. Um, Back in the year of our Lord,
0: 2015. (laughs) Yes.
1: Yeah. So it's, they've been around for a while. I didn't realize that they had been around so long.
0: Yeah. And they're from Detroit too. Oh, Detroit. Yeah. Um, Yeah. They brought that up quite a bit. Yeah. And I would not have picked these guys as Detroit boys at any means.
1: No. I guess when I think of like Bluegrass, I think of like South or. Alabama. Well, yeah, Alabama, Missouri,
0: Mississippi, like Mississippi,
1: yeah, yeah I, I, I or like, the s- or the backwoods of like Kentucky, yeah, same <laughs> or thing. Tennessee, I would have thought the same thing, but yeah. then
0: like, no, we, we came from Detroit, eight mile, we, uh, Eminem, we grew up together, we were like best friends growing up, went to high school and all that shit, and he went on and made rap and we went on and made bluegrass, like, <laughs> no, I would not have imagined them from Detroit whatsoever, no, um. But it was a it was an awesome find. I am glad we saw these guys, and I can't wait to see them again. It yeah. was such a great show.
1: Yeah, it was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, then we get into Zach Sabbath. Yeah. Yeah, we already said a lot about it, but uh, why don't you lead off the set list we had for Oh, them? sure. Unless you had something else.
1: Oh, well, I was going to talk about the transition between the two bands. Oh, what do you mean? Well, I felt like... So So, talk about the transition
0: between the two well, bands before getting to Zach Sabbath. So
1: there was just two... The two bands or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it got to the point where they got done at like 8.40. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then everything was set up. Everything was ready. And then it was like nothing was going on. And I was just like, okay, well, what time Zach Sabbath going to go on? And then about 9.06, Zach Well comes out with a mask and like taking a video. And he had like another mask like he was putting it over people like – not over people's face, but like in a large or you know, like mimicking putting it, yeah, 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 yeah. And like like as filming. he did the
0: video, he's like put it over their face, not on their face, but the video yeah. looked like it was over their face, yeah, right?
1: yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Uh, and then he went off the stage again after that. So, was it and a mask it was,
0: or was it uh just a beanie with sunglasses he had on?
1: I thought it was like a mask,
0: I couldn't tell. I thought it was just a beanie with like, like I mean, I only saw coming like coming out and then like. The ones that sort of hang yeah. down over your Yeah, I could only ears. see him for like a split second yeah. between
1: like two people's heads, but I thought it was a mask. But anyways.
0: Yeah, I don't know what he's wearing, but he was definitely wearing something and doing that. I kind of feel like he did the same thing for Black Label Society at Anthrax. I kind of have a vague memory of him coming out right before they went on stage and did the same thing like getting the crowd pumped before coming um. out with the band.
1: I don't remember that during um, Black Label. I remember during Black Label, though, when they were, like, tuning or, like, switching out guitars or whatever, he did get his phone out of his pocket and, like, record something. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember what the whole thing was. Yeah. We have an episode on that. I'm sure we talked about it. <laughs> Maybe. I uh, doubt it. No, I think we did. Did we actually? I think we okay. did talk about okay. it, yeah, because it was kind of, like, a funny moment or whatever. Okay. Uh, But, yeah, I don't, remember, I don't remember him coming out before that. Okay. He could have
0: yeah i don't know i had a vague memory of that happening when that happened uh last night too like oh, oh okay. that may have happened then too yeah they black label but i can't remember no
1: there was like a i think with black label it was like in the middle like okay. when they were taking their little break but i don't know i just thought it was a really long break in between two bands
0: it did feel like a long break between the two bands yeah um they usually have music going over the you know the speakers during these yeah. breaks and whatnot um Cemetery Gates from Pantera was playing. Oh, I did hear that. Yeah, and I was wondering if they were going to go on after that, and I can't remember if it started after Cemetery Gates or not. Oh, yeah, I don't. Uh, know. I was trying to pay attention, and then I kind of got distracted thinking about other things yeah. or listening to other conversations, and yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I was
1: uh, unfortunately. I was, well. I mean, maybe not unfortunately, but I was listening to the two gentlemen talk behind us. Yeah, same. <laughs> because so was I. I was like yeah. really interested in their conversation.
0: Yeah, you had the one guy who was like a little drunk. Yeah, uh, and then the guy from the Burbs, and he was talking to him about how the burbs suck and i yeah. should live here. Yeah.
1: I was like, you're not wrong. <laughs> but <coughs> also, I'm not going to tell somebody like, you should move to the city and spend more money to yeah. live in the city.
0: Yeah. So. I don't know. Um, Yeah, I was paying attention to that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then they did finally go on eventually. I just don't remember yeah. if yeah. it was after some right Gates that. or not. Yeah. Um, I was trying to pay attention and got, like I said, got distracted. Yeah. Um, But what do we have for a set list for them?
1: So their intro track is uh, Super Czar. And then they started with a Supernaut, Snowblind, Symptom of the Universe, There Must have Been a Melody of Orchid, um, Under the Sun, Tomorrow's Dream, Wicked World, Fairies Wear Boots, Into the Void, Another Melody in the Background of Embryo, Children of the Grave, Lord of This World, Hand of Doom, Behind the Wall of Sleep, basically, N.I.B., and they ended with War Pigs. And obviously these are all Black Sabbath covers.
0: Yeah, a really good set. Um, I was hoping for Heaven and Hell. Okay. Didn't get that track. Uh, it was kind of a long shot, I felt like, but it's got such a great bass bit. Like the whole, like the beginning's just bass, and the bass goes throughout, and it's slow, uh, and then builds up toward the end. I, I love that song so much. A good... Good example of Dio in um, Black Sabbath, in my opinion. Looks like, I, I just love that so much. Yeah. Um, they ended on War Pig, and I kind of assumed they would end on War Pig. I also kind of assumed it would be uh, Iron Man and War Pig as your final two tracks. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I
1: knew that there'd be something more. I didn't know half of the or most any of these songs actually. Um, i I guess I don't know Black Sabbath that well. I know, you know, like the popular ones that they play on the radio or whatever, but um, I knew, like, towards the end, it would be something that I recognized.
0: Yeah, um, and I, I assumed it would be, like I said, Iron Man and War Pigs because everybody knows Iron Man and everybody knows War Pigs. Um, I hoped that War Pigs would be the closing track, and when they start playing War Pigs, it was, all right, so this is probably close to the end. Look at your watch and you definitely see, like, all right, they've been playing for, like, an hour and a half already, an hour 40, so this is probably getting close to the end. Um, but they're gonna end on Iron Man. That's weird. I would have put Iron Man then War Pigs if I was doing it personally, and no Iron Man actually. Yeah, just, just yeah. War Pigs. Um, and I'm not sure how I feel about that. I'm kind of glad they didn't play Iron Man. It seems like it's overplayed quite a bit. Like that's one of yeah. the main ones you always hear on the radio. Um, so to some extent, is War Pigs. At least growing up in you know Iowa, that's those are the two songs we always heard. So I don't know. Um. But I'm glad we got War Pigs. The crowd got super fucking into it at the end. Um, Super loud singing from the crowd, was just awesome. Yeah. But yeah, um, overall, I really enjoyed the set. Um, Those were just the two call outs that going into it, like I expected or had hoped to hear those two tracks and we we didn't hear either of them, Um, Heaven or Hell or Iron Man. So interesting, I thought.
1: Yeah. Oh, no, I didn't, I mean, like I said, I don't know much Black Sabbath songs, uh, except for what's on the radio. And I didn't real, realize how many guitar, which makes sense that uh, Zach Wilde is playing this, but, like, how many guitar melodies are in between the lyrics and everything. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense, what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's, Sabbath is... When I think of Black Sabbath, I definitely, if you were to put them into a genre today, they're considered like OG metal, I think. Yeah. They they founded heavy metal. Yeah. No, I would agree there. um, But if you were to put them in a category today, I think they'd be more closely associated with Doom, in my opinion. They're definitely like, they're slower songs. They're not as heavy. They're not as fast. They sort of have that slower bit. Okay. And then when you think of like Ozzy's vocals in there, it's not high-pitched growls or screams. It's sort of this low sort of vocals coming in and whatnot. Okay. That's how I take it. I would disagree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To me, it's more doomy. So, like, okay. if you think of today's metal, I, they're closer to chemists than they are anything else, I would say.
1: Maybe a little bit chemist, but chemists has a different doom aspect than what I... I don't know. It's hard to genreize anything, but I would not consider this... Doom, okay. in my own opinion. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. what to consider it, but I would not consider it Doom, in my opinion. Okay. Not with Ozzy's voice. It's, I I guess in my mind, Ozzy's voice isn't that Doom, like, drawn-out lyrics and everything that Doom has.
0: Uh, I mean, there's moments for sure okay. where it is. I don't think we're going to agree on this. We're not so. going to agree on this by any means. But, but um, yeah, you were saying, like, the long, drawn-out bits in between the vocals, and then you have like a long uh, melody and sort of guitar yeah. and bass go on yeah. in between. Uh, to me, that's another thing that happens a lot in Doom is you have a lot, you have a, a, a chunk of singing and then you have just instruments in the back and then a small chunk of singing and then more instruments sort of going in, um, which is, is, I think, similar to a lot of music. Yeah, I was going to say um, Metallica does that, so yeah, like they're not too metal. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I know what I'm trying to say. Okay, um, yeah. In I any think case, it's just hard to... Yeah, explain it. Um, But there were a lot of that where it's like the long bits and definitely guitar heavy yeah. elements yeah. for sure. But what I was going to oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Oh, I was going to say what I was going to say <laughs> about that is I didn't realize how many of those long guitar melodies there were. And I found myself really getting lost and uninterested
0: you're not a big fan of just music. Yeah. You need the vocals, which I could do without the vocals. Yeah, uh, I do really appreciate vocalists. I appreciate what the vocals add to a song, especially if it fits really well into the song and the structure. Um, but that's not my primary focus. And it's definitely the music for me that is the focus. So I can definitely see where you would sort of get... Bored to some extent. Yeah,
1: yeah. I don't really want to say I was bored. I was. I don't think I was ever bored during the performance. I think I just started, my mind started wandering or like I would, you know, just kind of get disinterested in what's yeah. going on.
0: Um, Really, really big bass elements in this yeah. too. Yeah, just a three-piece band with Zach on vocals and uh, guitar. And then you have Robert Nicholson, right, on yeah. bass. And then Joey Castillo, Castillo? On, Castillo on drums. Oh, you might
1: have it right. It, it might be double L for Castillo. Castillo.
0: Castillo. Um, sorry, we fucked your last name up there. Yep. Sorry. Um,
1: we don't pronounce things very well.
0: Very, un- and I don't like pronounce pronounce English. very well. Yeah, all of that. <laughs> um, yeah, I was,
1: I was surprised about that because when they first came out, it was all instruments and there was no vocals, and I, you know me and I kind of got worried I was like are they going to have a vocalist is there no vocals is it just the instruments of playing the black Sabbath songs <laughs> I don't know I got uh, I don't know I think I had too much anxiety? worry not not anxiety about it just too much worry about am I going to enjoy this through the night uh, and I did but I think I was constantly like worried about that
0: I mean it. I don't know it's a new band, you don't know the music, so I guess, but at the same time, like, whatever, it's live music, just go and have fun. Well, that's what I kept
1: telling trying myself. Trying to tell yourself. Yeah, sorry, I don't want this to get into my mental state, but I just kept thinking to myself, like, just focus on the music playing. It's okay.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, very good mix and arrangement, I felt like. Like, the the guitar sometimes is so overpowering, the bass, that you can't really pick it up. But no, like... The guitar levels in terms of volume were just right. The bass was just right. Like everything melded well. Nothing overpowered anything else. It sounded really, really good. Probably one of the best sounding shows I think I've seen in a long time, honestly. had that was fine. Yeah. That thought too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess I didn't even think about being able to hear the bass. We could hear it. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but was I'm just fine. saying, like,
0: yeah. it, it's so easy to be overpowered sometimes. And a lot of times it is in the past. Like, uh, I think a decibel, right, where the saxophone was. Yeah, no, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. um, Yeah. I don't know. That was just one thing that I picked up. Like, the the sound and the acoustics for this show were spot on. They were so good. Yeah. I mean, it could help that
1: they only had one guitar as well. Because sometimes when you have a vocalist that plays backup guitar.
0: Yeah. I mean, that could help too. But I just, I mean, even if they had another guitar, I think they would have mixed it just right, where yeah. it sounded perfect. Yeah, I'm and sure. it, it did. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Sorry, I'm not trying to like fight you on that. I just don't have a comment. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to say. And, like, yeah, like I don't good. know.
0: Yeah. Other highlights for me, Children of the Grave, for sure. That was awesome to hear that and see that. Um, like you, I don't necessarily know Black Sabbath all that well. I know some of their big stuff, like MIB, War Pigs, Children of the Grave, Heaven and Hell, like I already mentioned. So there's, there's a handful of tracks here and there. But their catalog is so deep that I... I honestly haven't listened to some of their newer stuff. Oh, okay. Um, A lot of it is sort of the early stuff and then a few things here and there with Dio and whatnot. But mostly the other, you know, the other singers that they had outside of Ozzy and Dio, I haven't really listened to, you know, Sabbath all that often. I appreciate, again, that, you know, they are the foundation of metal. This is where metal came from. Sort of the, the sound and the look started here and then sort of evolved but outside of the even honestly just the first two albums of black sabbath are really the only two i really ever listened to yeah um but yeah i don't know it's it still was a great time i loved the music i loved the sound of it and like i said just the 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 mix of the bass and actually having solid fucking bass bits in your songs and i think about that now like you listen to classic rock and even classic metal, the thing that they all have that I really like and gravitate towards is definitely that bass coming through and very strong bass elements. And some newer music, you don't always get the bass, unfortunately. It's a lot of guitar forward aspects. And that's fine, but the bass in the background holding it together, if you can't pick that up, it's just sort of like meh, in my opinion. Um, It's still good, but it's sort of like eh. And I've gotten better at it through the years. Like, even through Slipknot, I could, for the longest time, couldn't find the bass. Oh, yeah. But now I'm picking up the bass, like, especially the early on, like, Paul's stuff. I can, like, oh, shit, there's the bass. It's always been there. Okay. So.
1: <laughs> yes, the bass is always there. <laughs> yes. But, I mean. <laughs> no, they just added that. I'm finding <laughs> it now more year. and more. Unlike, yeah. you know. No, I, yeah. I've noticed that even this year, just going to sh- more shows, like, I think we talked about that during a few episodes where I have noticed. The bass bits a lot more, you know, can pick out the, you know, the guitar riffs and the bass bits and, you know, just pick out more things more often. Yeah. So during Zach Sabbath, was there like a bongo on the drum set?
0: Yeah, there's definitely bongos. Okay. Uh, as well as cowbell. I
1: couldn't see that at all. Well, I and, mean, I couldn't either. Okay. So uh, I didn't know if it was on the drum set or if it was like a backing, backing track. It's or, probably
0: on the drum kit somewhere. Okay. In there. okay. Yeah. Yeah. But there's definitely like bongo bits for sure.
1: Yeah, because I was like, oh, I think that's bongo.
0: <laughs> yeah. And like I said, the cowbell, you'd get that every now and then. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There was a moment where one of the guys that was standing in front of me ended up like moving over to the, pol- uh, the pole area or like the pillar. And then I was able to see a lot more of the show because okay. uh, there was like two really tall guys in front of us and then yeah. like right in between. So And l- l- luckily that was where like Zach's microphone was. So whenever he was like in that space, I could see what he was doing, but otherwise I couldn't see anything.
0: Yeah, we were on stage left, where we're typically always, always at for some reason. I, I don't know don't, why we, we always could,
1: gravitate. Yeah, I don't get the the it. Stage left.
0: Um, but that was Zach's side, so he spent most of his time over there. Uh, there was a riser that he would stand on from time to time. Oh, maybe Did that's when I could see? see. Okay. Yeah,
1: maybe that's when I could see better. Uh, and he'd do. His, otherwise, I could just see like this much of his
0: face. Yeah. yeah. And at the end of the song, he'd do his thing where he like bends down to grab the the guitar and holds it above his head. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. Did that a lot during Black Sabbath, or Black Label Society, <laughs> um, too. So just a common thing he did, I guess, or does, I guess, where it's like sort yeah. of... Yeah,
1: just part of his performance, probably. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, You couldn't check out most, most of the performance, you said. Uh, The performance for me was fine. There wasn't hardly any crowd interaction. Yeah. There yeah. was a few bits where it's like, Chicago chapter, let's hear you, and then it would be... A singing part, as you know, to help with the song, or to clap as part of the song. There was no crowd interaction in between songs whatsoever.
1: No, no, it was just you go straight into the next one.
0: Um, which I kind of like, but also kind of didn't like at the same time. (laughs) I I want you always get so
1: mad when like there's no crowd interaction, but then when there's too much, you're like, shut up and
0: play. Right, there has to be the sweet spot of crowd interaction. Mm -hmm. This was right on the fringe because there was that crowd interaction for the songs in between the songs talking and introducing the bands, and just like saying, how was Howling, you know, the native Howl, how would you guys think of them? Um, There wasn't, wasn't really any of that. So yeah. I don't know.
1: One thing I thought of was Zach might not be the best front person for a band.
0: See, I was thinking the same thing because I thought, I felt the not same. saying
1: like he's not a good performer or anything. Cause he's fantastic. Yeah, no, he I'm is. saying like that front person.
0: No. Yeah, like I agree. Like I was thinking the same thing where it's, it felt the same way with Black Label Society, where I don't think there was any crowd interaction no, there, there either. No, there was If there was, it was very minimal again. Yeah. But it's... He can fucking play the guitar. He's one of the best guitar players right now, possibly ever, in my opinion. Yeah, he's I thought you were... so fucking good.
1: Him or Nina Strauss, probably yeah. right now. Um, From, like, what I've seen,
0: anyway. Yeah, but, I mean, he's he really is one of the greatest guitar players, like probably, yeah, of all time. I would agree. So he can fucking play the guitar and he has a good fucking stage performance while playing that crowd interaction aspect of it that you get with a front person like Corey Taylor, for instance, you, you know, that's a different role. It's a different person. You can do that sort of thing. Um, not everybody has that sort of gravitas or that stage presence to do that, that particular role. Yeah. Um, I think Zach does just fine as the lead oh, yeah. Yeah. guitar player and as the lead person. Um, but also, it's not the greatest, right? Yeah, it's just not that...
1: I don't want to say what's normal, but it's not what other front people do.
0: Right, exactly. Like the like I said, you would consider Corey Taylor one of the greatest front... I would consider Corey Taylor one of the greatest front people of all time. I would consider Zach... Zach Wilde, one of the greatest (laughs) guitar players of all time, but I wouldn't consider Corey Taylor one of the greatest guitar players, and I wouldn't consider Zach one of the greatest front. Like, it's one of those things that you can't be... It takes a really rare person to be great at both type things, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I understand. Um, But that was the one thing I did notice about the performances. it was just sort of meh. Yeah. The bits where they would play, like, the, you know the bass and guitar would come together and they'd play in the center of the stage together and like fist bump like Oh, fucking, see I couldn't see fucking <laughs> Good job you hit those yeah. you hit that riff just perfectly type thing, right? Uh mad respect to you type thing. Um that was fun. That was entertaining, but at the same time it was repetitive it was over and over and over. Um so from a stage performance standpoint, from a show performance standpoint, it was okay to fine. Right?
1: Yeah. I was gonna say that with everything that I could see of what Zach was doing, it's the same thing for almost every song where it's like playing really, really fast and then, oh, maybe do a little bit behind the head or, you know, like, and like what you were saying, like hold up his guitar afterwards and stuff like that. It was the same thing over and over. Yeah. Uh, Oh, no, it's fine, though. I I, Sorry, I felt like I'm complaining now, but. No, no, I mean,
0: that's the one, like. There's no show aspect to it. Yes, the musical aspect of it was phenomenal.
1: Yeah, which I think is why people probably go to see it.
0: That's the main reason you're there for sure. Yeah. But at the same time I'm there for the show as well. Like I'm less part of live music is the show and the music. If I just wanted the music, I'd listen to it at home. Yeah. But I want the show and the music together. The show aspect not the greatest. The music aspect pretty fucking close to perfect. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um and yeah, Zach again, just so fucking technical and good at what he does when it comes to playing guitar. That playing behind the head type thing. I don't know if that's easy or hard. Maybe it's easy to do certain things, but I definitely would never be able to do that or not in the next 10 years at least. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's I'm sure there's some moments where people can say like, yeah, if you do these three notes just repetitive over and over and play them faster, that's easy behind your head. I don't feel like Zach was doing that by any means. I feel like he was doing a lot more than yeah, just yeah. Three, three yeah, notes back. There. Yeah, crazy. Um, what else stood out for you for the show from your perspective?
1: Uh, towards the end of War Pigs, there was a moment where... I think there's a bar in the back, but like Zach comes off the stage through the crowd, jumps up on the bar and then does his whole guitar bit there. Same thing. Play behind his head, play to the people that are in the, uh, I think there's like lounge seats and stuff and play to the crowd. Um, I only noticed that something was happening because I saw the flashlights like flashing. I was like, something's happening. And then all of a sudden he was like beside us, like walking by.
0: So um, that was, as you said, during war pigs. And when that first started, everybody's fucking phone went up. And there was a person behind us who had their phone up too, but they had, like, their flash on. Oh. So I noticed that, and I kind of I hate when people have their flash on. I kind of, like, turned around and looked at them. Other people must have two or something, because eventually they put the phone down and turn the flash off and then put the phone back up on the ceiling. Okay, okay. Uh, But it was a little while later, I saw a light like that again, like a flash. I was like, what the fuck? Who is doing it now? And I turned around again. And it was security with their flashlights this time. But I thought it was somebody with their phone, like, having oh. the flash on. And then I did the same thing. like, oh, shit, somebody must be hurt or something. So then I looked forward and saw another flashlight, like, coming back from the front. I was like, oh, yep, somebody's probably hurt, probably trying to get them out. That's cool. Security's doing their job, doing what they need to do. And then, boom, Zach's right there walking back. I was yeah. like, oh, shit, okay, yeah. fun. Um, the guy know,
1: that was beside me, like, I think noticed it, too. And, like, so... I think it was just reaction, but he, like, got his phone out to, like, take a video or a picture, but he, like, back, he backed up, like, to get in the shot, and I'm like, whoa, <laughs> like, can I put my oh. hand out, I'm like, you can't do that, like, there's not room for that, <laughs> like, I understand what he was doing, but I'm just like, yeah, your shot's gonna be whatever you get a picture of, because you can't just back up and get a wider shot. Oh, I see what you're saying, yeah, gotcha, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, I do remember standing in line to get in to the venue. That there were some people talking and I overheard them basically like, Yeah, he's gonna be on the bars just playing. Oh really? And I, I they didn't meant like that. Zach and it's like, Oh, so Zach's gonna walk over to the bars and I'm like, I, I don't think so, whatever, maybe. Um, but no, that's exactly what he did at the oh, very end of maybe the Maybe he's done that at every show then. Maybe. Um But that was kinda cool. Just bringing, you know, the show to the people in the back and, and whatnot and after though the the, the Bar performance went right back up the same path they came down, and then basically over. They yeah, said I think it was over, like, right after that. Yeah, they said goodbye. They came out, did their bows and bows and shit. Um, threw some picks out into the crowd. And oh, did just they? Sort of left. I didn't even uh, notice the
1: picks part.
0: I wasn't sure if we'd get an encore or not. Because, um, again, I, I, I assumed War Pigs, if they did do an encore, that would be the encore in the end of the, the, the set. And no encore, just sort of lights came up, and Everybody started leaving. Um, all in all, though, I, I thought it was a fun, fun yeah. little show. it was a
1: fun night, yeah.
0: Price wasn't bad, 30 bucks. Yeah, yeah. Um, thinking about it, though, I don't know what we paid for uh, Damaged Justice. $12. Yeah, Damaged Justice with uh, Sabatha and Giznad at Reggie's earlier this year. Actually, that looks like that was our first show. Oh, our yeah. First.
1: So Antox was not our first show.
0: No, yeah. Um, <laughs> But that was our first like big show, I guess. Yeah. But Our first show was definitely that Damage Justice show. Uh, twelve bucks for that show, and we got a Sabbatha, which was a Black Sabbath, Aussie and Dio sort yes. of tribute band. Yes. Um, I think they did just as good, if not, not necessarily better than Zach Wild, because I mean, yeah. Zach Sabbath, you know, they had Zach Wild, as we said, one of the greatest guitar players to ever live. So that's got to speak for something, but for twelve bucks, that was a really good fucking yeah, show. Yeah,
1: Sabbath. had that lady that she play. could fucking
0: shred too. Holy oh, shit!
1: Yeah, like um, I actually thought about them that night. I was like, I wonder if they're here.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I yeah. can see them for sure being yeah. there. Yeah, um,
1: because they're from Chicago, the Chicagoland area at least. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, I th- I think this is where I go because I mean technically this is a tribute band, and we talked about this with. Um, the Metallica tribute band. Uh, Damage Dink. Not Damage Dink. The one before that. Motor Breath. Motor Breath. How there are a dime a dozen tribute bands are. And like, you know, it's... And for that show, we paid $25. Granted, it was part of the M72 weekend takeover. Um, But it. I was kind of disappointed at the beginning of that performance with the Metallica tribute bands that it was $25. because I was like... Eh, this isn't worth twenty five dollars to me. So if you think about Zack Sabbath as a straight tribute band, granted you're probably paying a little bit more for Zack Sabbath. For Zach, yeah. But if you think about just as a tribute band, I would not pay thirty dollars to see a tribute band.
0: I don't know. I, I might, honestly. Really? Um I don't know. I might. Thirty bucks for a small show makes sense to me. Um
1: see I think like Fifteen to twenty dollars for like a small show, and then I mean, because if you go through our list of this year, like we Static X was thirty dollars. Yeah. And we got well, we only sold two bands, but <laughs> there was five bands there.
0: Yeah, uh, was that part of a bogo deal though? Oh, was it? It may have been. I oh, can't okay. remember. Okay. Uh, that may have been part of like a bogo deal, so that's why that one's so cheap. But
1: okay, well, even the White Chapel was was twenty five dollars. No, I get you what you're bands.
0: saying. I get what you're saying that like.
1: Yeah, I mean you're paying for the name, Zach you Zap, are or for the Zach name. Wild, yeah. but if you think of it just as a tribute band, it, I don't think it would it was worth it. In my opinion, that's yeah. my opinion.
0: Yeah, no, I I think it was a fun night. I think the price was right at that range where I think it was worth it for sure. Okay, um, if it was ten fifteen dollars more, maybe not. Maybe that was maybe that would have been pushing it a little bit. But I, I was I was fine with the price we paid and what we ended up getting. I was just saying. Um, I would have had just as much fun seeing Sabbath Oh yeah, instead yeah. of yeah. Zach Sabbath. I see
1: what you're saying. So not necessarily the ticket price, but yeah, yeah. Just um, like
0: this performance was really, really good. Sabbatha's performance also I felt was really, really good. Yeah. So yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, other than that, this is your third time at Concord. Yes. All three this year. Yeah. Uh, I know the first show we went to, you loved the yeah, second show. People. Yeah. You, you liked it still as well. That was with yeah. Wage War, and yes. now this one. Um, Wage War was a sold-out show. This was a sold-out show. Uh, Pop Evil was not. No, not by any means. Um, Pop
1: Evil is awesome, though, because we stood at the back, but we were like still in front of the pillars, yeah. I think, like in the middle. So, I mean,
0: that yeah. was pretty cool. Um, this, we showed up right at doors, and the line was crazy fucking long getting in. We went to... A bar... Bad Habit. Bad Habit. I don't know if it's attached to the bar or owned by Concord or something. It's definitely attached, yeah. uh, but I don't know if it's owned by Concord or not. But they had some sort of deal where you can get express entry into the venue if you bought a War Pigs beer. War Pigs is a brewery out of um, Indianapolis. If you bought a beer from them, because um, they did like a tap takeover or something. We ended up getting a beer, waiting for the line to die down, thinking it would. Didn't do the express entryway or anything. Didn't ask about that. Just sort of left and went, got at the end of the line. Uh, line was still pretty fucking yeah. long. Uh, only about a 10-minute, though, Yeah, 10-minute wait. Ten time minute to wait. Get in. Yeah, it wasn't bad. bad it was moving, all. yeah. Uh, but this was seven thirty, seven forty, or something by the time we get in, and it was already fucking packed yeah. to the brim. Like, so many fucking people yeah. are. Already like, there. it
1: was hard to get to the restroom when I needed to walk over there.
0: The age of the crowd was up there yeah. for sure. Uh, yeah. Definitely one of the oldest average ages yeah. for attendees that we've been to in a yeah. while.
1: Yeah. Which surprised me on how much chatter there, there was. A lot fucking of was.
0: fucking chatter, especially during the native howl. Yeah. Because um, like,
1: well, you had made a comment that metalcore. I think it was during our year end. Metalcore has the worst crowds because that we've been of, to this year because of the chatter. Yes. This was not metalcore. It was At not. These fuckers would not shut the fuck up.
0: <laughs> it was just as bad as metalcore. I'm. Oh, it's so horrible. Out of all the shows we've seen, the majority of the chatter have definitely come during metalcore shows. I felt like this year. This is another exception where there's a lot of chatter and it was very annoying and, and I thought the same thing where I was like, It's clearly not an age thing because the average age here is much oh, higher. Yeah,
1: yeah. And well that's what you said Metalcore was, because it's like younger people going yeah. and but I mean these I, people are
0: Native Howl was start playing and there's slow, quiet bits at the beginning of the yeah. of the song and you just hear the crowd like this constant buzz, this chatter. And then the guitar would kick in and get a little louder and it would drown it out. So No,
1: people just yelled.
0: There were some people <laughs> that were yelling, but for the most part it would drown out. And at least to yeah. me it, it drowned out. Yeah. There were a few people who would then move in and out of the crowd and then they would just be yelling and that was a bit annoying. Yeah. But
1: Well, during Native Howl, the couple that got in front of me, uh were there with the two really, really tall guys. guys. Yeah, yeah. And he parked his car right out in front of the venue. Isn't oh, that fucking awesome? It's really that. awesome. They bought two drinks at the beginning of the show so they didn't have to go back and buy drinks again. Uh, his girlfriend's <laughs> there with him tonight. And the one of the tall guys' name is Brian. I, I don't really fucking care. I didn't get Shut the fuck that. up and listen to the music. <laughs> and during the last song is uh, that Native Howe played was when they talked about the whole beer thing about going to get beers and like uh, all this stuff. I'm like... They literally just fucking said, this is the last song. Hold your comment for four <laughs> minutes and then you can make your comment.
0: Yeah. Anyways. Uh, it, the chatter during Native Howl was very, very bad. Yeah. Uh, I did feel like there wasn't much, if any, chatter. There was definitely some no, there's chatter. There was a lot. Yeah. But it died out for Zach Sabbath, I felt like.
1: Oh, yeah. The people in front of me kept talking. The people beside me kept talking. And maybe that's part of it is like if people around you are talking, then oh. like you can't.
0: See, I didn't pick up on any oh, okay. of that. So I did. Yeah. Um.
1: It, it never stopped.
0: But you did say you were done with... Not done, but you were... Oh, yeah, your I mind almost was left. was watering and you're like, I'm well, no, bored, What's During
1: going on? Native Howl, like, the chatter was so bad, I couldn't see the stage. I was not happy where we were standing, even though there was nowhere else, I mean, nowhere else we really could stand. Um, unless we shoved through, which we don't do that. But I almost was like, I can't do this, and almost left.
0: Uh, <laughs> chatter aside is Concord still one of your top venues that you would say or you like, I don't know. And what what is it mainly those pillars?
1: Uh the pillars was part of it. Um I I do like the setup, how it's just like an open concept. The pillar kind of sucked because of where we were standing like it did kind of take up some of the space. Um I could see this I sh- shouldn't say that. If I was taller, I could have seen the stage where we were with the, even with the pillar there and maybe the pillar was a little bit better because some people didn't really stand beside us. So that it felt like we maybe had a little bit more room on one side. Um, I do like it. I just feel like you need to be above the pillars or like in front of the pillars and more in the center for it yeah, to be yeah. enjoyable. And w- we just didn't get there, I guess on time to have that happen. So,
0: yeah, we should have just instead of go to that bar and wait for the line to die down, just get in line right away and probably could have a better yeah spot for sure. Yeah. Um, I still like the Concord. I do think you need to get there if it's a sold-out show early enough to get in front of those pillars. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. Um, chatter side, Chatter's been an issue all year round. Um, as I said, I think for Native Hal, it was horrible. For Zack Sabbath, I didn't pick up on much okay. of it. So yeah. it wasn't as big of an issue then, but Native Hell for sure, was a big issue. And, yeah, definitely not a age thing, unless it is an age thing of young fucking kids and old people who are trying to hang out one last time before they start dying off. Because I did <laughs> notice that in the line when we were getting there. It's like, oh, shit, haven't seen you for years. Get yeah. the whole gang together again type thing. Yeah. that It, it th- felt like one of those, your grandparents get together with their <laughs> friends to see who died last. Like, who's next yeah. to die type thing.
1: Yeah. That, uh, that group was near us, and they talked the entire night.
0: And it was sort of like a reunion type thing. Yeah. Like,
1: Which, I, okay,
0: I understand. <laughs> like,
1: if you haven't seen your friends, and it's like, hey, let's all go to the show. Okay, cool. Get there an hour before, go out for drinks or go, you know, talk or whatever you want to do. And then once the show starts, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, I don't know.
0: Yeah. All in all, like I said, chatter has been a big issue all year round. But, yeah. Um, this go was, for 2024. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, a good way to end 2023. No, it was. Um, yeah. Been a good year all around for music. The most shows we've ever seen. Uh, so yeah, it's, it was a blast this year. We'll see what next year brings, but um, hoping for more live music and, and whatnot. So yep uh, get out there enjoy some live music and yeah, don't fucking talk <laughs> during the performance, please.
1: <laughs> Bye.